What's up, Myco family? Welcome to the Microtrophic Podcast, a weekly conversation series cultivating a culture for cultivators. Designed for the passionate enthusiast, master mycologist, healers growing their own medicine, and psychonauts alike, this podcast is for mind, body, spirit, and mushroom. If this is your first time listening, consider subscribing for future episodes. Also, if you like what you hear today, make sure to share with your family and friends. Also, you can leave us a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on, whether that be Apple iTunes Music or Spotify. Now, with that said, let's get into it. What's going on, Mycotrophs? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mycotrophic, coming to you live from Mycotrophic Studios. Super professional now. You guys, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I just wanted to mention very quickly to give you guys some foreshadowing for the future of the show. I just ordered and should be actually receiving today or tomorrow uh, a piece of equipment called a Roadcaster. So essentially what this is, it's a audio interface that's going to allow me to not only plug in my microphone, well, multiple microphones, but also my phone. So I can give calls to my favorite mycologists people who I want to do interviews with or on or have on the show and record that line separately so that again, all my favorite people who I want to have on the show can be on the show finally. So said this in my last episode, it's one of my plans for the new year. As far as this show goes, we're going to have a lot of folks on the show. Some of my favorite people in the entire world. So stay tuned. All right. So let's go ahead and start off the show with our first segment, which is shout outs and reviews. So today's review comes from, uh, from uh, iTunes, from a person who has left, it's half numbers, half letters. It's 8846371JJFHEISNZ. And uh, their title of the comment is, or review is beyond helpful. The review reads as such. I love how he makes the information very easy to digest and understand. This is the exact mycology podcast I've been looking for. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I just put out stuff that I want to listen to, right? Stuff that I would hope would be out there, but I haven't found yet. So I filled the gap and hopefully I continue to do that. So again, if you guys want to be a part of the next episode's shout outs and reviews, you guys can actually leave a question on iTunes as a, as a question and I'll answer it, not just a comment. I appreciate the comments, by the way. Right now, we've got 29 reviews on iTunes. That's freaking awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, so in today's episode, I'm going to be bringing you some information that I've actually put out before on a different platform on YouTube, and I've since then modulated and updated, I would say simplified this information, and that is on liquid cultures. We're going to talk basically like advantages and use case, going to give you the recipe, how to's, and just talk about the whole process. This is going to be strictly on liquid culture today or LC. So the information I put out last was on YouTube and what I really spoke on was or showed was the process that I first learned. Now this came from Oh, yes. From um, another mycologist in the community known as Mycoblast. And whereas the information worked, uh, it was just a lot of 
extra not needed. Um, it was over the top. It worked, like I said, but this guy, um, was willing to give me information. I, I asked for it. I tried it and then I wanted to share it. But since then I've learned that I didn't need to be as complicated as I was. So I hope this is a lot more simple for you guys. The last recipe had to do with like light malt extract, um, a peptide. I don't use peptides anymore. It was called Mershigi and Skoog. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> I got it on Amazon. You can get it at like bulk, you know, lab supply store or stuff like that. I just don't, whatever process I used, you guys just delete out of your mind. This is so much more simple. So we'll get into the recipe here in a moment, but first I want to speak on, you know, adv advantages of liquid culture use case and all the things like that. So first and foremost, I think it's pretty phenomenal. The stuff I'm seeing out of the community. I recently have heard about, haven't seen that someone took a liquid culture syringe, put it into their freezer, I think for two to three months, took it out and either put it to a bag or a plate and it colonized just fine, which is like pretty miraculous. Um, I've also myself had something similar, not frozen though, but I've had a liquid culture. It was the Salaspi tamponensis. It's one of the truffle producers in my fridge for a year and a half and went, squirted it to a agar plate and within a couple days, rhizomorphic growth, like it had just been put into the fridge a couple days ago. So that's pretty phenomenal. And I can't say the same thing can happen with an agar plate. It's just the environment. It's just the, how it basically is in stasis. I don't know why or how, um, I mean, I could probably give some good guesses as to how and why it, it does what it does in water. But regardless, um, I think there's a huge advantage to long-term storage you know, I think it's always a good idea to have backups. So essentially all the varieties that I run, um, that I love and I want to keep, I just, I just put them on liquid culture. Now I don't put them into, uh, agar unless I'm going to be, you know, cleaning them up, which is another thing, which really cool about liquid cultures is that you can test it, you know, with agar, obviously it's pretty simple to tell. Um, but every batch I make, before I use it for any research purposes, I'm always testing it. So I'll take basically a milliliter and squirt it to an agar plate, wrap the plate up with some parafilm and see if there's any contaminants. And that's really nice to be able to do. Also, um, you can basically just go straight to a bag. You can put a syringe in there or on or a syringe tip on there squirt it into your bag, whether you have, uh, a self-healing injection port or not, you can make your own injection ports for your jars or your bags as well. That's another tech for another time. But I just find it that there's many uses for liquid cultures and they rock. I mean, essentially you can get faster colonization as well. Per bag, I'll usually put about half of a syringe, which is generally about five milliliters of a, the liquid culture solution. And that seems to do the job. If you want it to colonize faster, of course, you put more liquid culture. And then there's a the question that I get a lot of like, well, what about the water that sits in the bottom? You can redistribute all the, the water. You can, you know, you can squirt it in, seal your bag, 
or if it's already sealed and you're injecting through an, uh, a self-healing injection port, you can heal this. Um, you can heal this. You can heal this in your soul. You can uh, you can shake the bag around and redistribute not just the moisture, but also the uh, the culture as well. So it may take a little longer for you to see signs because it's you know essentially broken up. But once it's colonizing, it's gonna it's gonna happen fast. So something I like to do is like I'll inject you know one or two bags, get those colonizing, and if I really want to like expand it, whether that be you know lines, main, whatever, I'll take that grain and I'll do a grain to grain instead of doing like one plate per. I'm kind of moving towards liquid culture. As long as it's, you know, clean and safe, I think you're good to go. Now, um, this last recipe I used did include peptides. I think it's, it can be beneficial, but I think it's more for the gourmets and things like that. Um, as far as adding enzymes, peptides, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist, so to speak. I mean, I kind of am self-proclaimed mushroom scientist, I guess you could say, but um, I, I'm not going to speak to something I don't know and pretend like I know how and why the peptides work and things of that nature. So they're obviously something, you know, f- you know, from a nutritional value, maybe it, you know, it helps to motivate enzymatic processes, things like that. But yeah, regardless, I want to go ahead and go over the recipe that I've been telling you guys I'm going to give you. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode sponsor is brought to you by MycoAlchemy. MycoAlchemy is a family-owned and operated mycology supply business based out of Lake Elsinore, California. The guys over at MycoAlchemy are dedicated to their craft and focused on providing clean, consistent, and quality mycology products ready for pickup or shipped directly to your door. Guys, I haven't poured my own agar, made my own substrate, or pressure sterilized grain in months. Whether you're a beginner or master mycologist, MycoAlchemy's products will save you time, money, and worry. Not only do these guys have excellent, high-quality products, but they're also some of my really good friends and mentors. So if you guys want to utilize some of their products in your grow, you guys can go to myco-alchemy.com. And if you're listening to this ad, you can receive 5% off your next order by using the discount code mycotrophic. Also, you can check them out on their Instagram at mycoalchemy underscore. I know that you'll enjoy their products just like I do. So good growing. Let the guys at MycoAlchemy know that Microtrophic sent you. All right, we're back. So let's quickly go over our recipe here. I want to give a huge shout out to Mr. Poopy Substrate. He actually passed this down to me. And um, I do want to say, I'm sorry, Mr. Poopy. He said, you know, if you're going to make LC, why not make a gallon or something like that or, or a couple gallons? And <laughs> when I'm doing this, I do this one jar at a time, my friends. Again, I grow for myself and for research. So I'm not over here blowing out, you know, a bunch of bags and tubs. And I, I mean, I'm just just doing my thing. If you guys watch my content, you understand this is for me. It's for my for my own personal needs and for my research on the Patreon, which by the way, if you guys want a closer in-depth visual representation of this information, you guys can go to patreon.com slash mycotrophic. And if you sign up for tier two or three dedicated or VIP patron, you will have access to the discord server. But if you want to just watch the videos and you want to be a part of the Patreon, it's only $3 a month, which is literally less than half the price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks at least. Um, 
and you get access to all the videos and all the content that's on Patreon. So go check that out if you want to see That'll be up here in a couple days. Just got to edit it real fast. All right, so the recipe here, guys, really simple. This is going to be for just one, one batch. We'll call it one batch. I like to use quart jars, wide mouth quart jars. And I should say prior, let's talk about the equipment. So essentially, you're, you're going to need a pressure cooker, of course, to pressure sterilize your solution. And you're going to need a some kind of a, a way of... And how I used to do this, I used to obviously make my own jar lids. I've since then outsourced to people who have made somewhat of a business out of it. Um, Spencer Shroomery hooked me up with a couple free lure lock lid tips. Um, Agar Addicts, if you guys haven't checked him out, he's got lots of these as well. Go give those guys some shout outs and say I sent him your way that you heard about me or heard about them on the on my podcast. Go make their day. Go make them smile. They're really good people and uh, really good friends as well. So both of those guys have, I've either purchased or gotten for free some equipment and essentially what, what these are, are made of and they, and they're, they're both their designs are just keep on getting better, which is really cool to see. So essentially they're taking like medical grade tubing and they're putting it through holes that they've cut into, um, these like well most of the time they're plastic jar lids they're made for specifically for the ball jars or the um the wide mouth jars they can withstand the temperatures of and don't melt in a pressure cooker and so does this medical grade tubing as well so on one side they have an air vent it's usually just for for um it's a specific type. I'm not uh, actually sure the, what would it be? The nomenclature or the, like the, the name of, or the model of the filters that are used, but essentially they're, they're used in medical environments. They're meant to be one way filters. So essentially gases can be released, but nothing can go back through. And then on the other side, there is a self-healing injection port. So there's a couple ways to go about how to inoculate the actual jar itself once you've sterilized your solution, but we'll get into that after. Let's quickly go over the actual solution. So for one quart jar, you'll notice on that quart jar that at the neck, it starts to bend in, go up. I, I like to fill my water line up to about there. If you have jars that have the measurements on them, it's about 700 milliliters of water. Okay. So I like to use warm water. You can use hot water if you'd like as well. And I like to put a stir bar in the bottom as well. So if you're using a stir plate, this is amazing. Some people will put jar, like a, a jar, obviously. They'll, within their jar, they'll put um, a marble or they'll put like pieces of glass. And this is essentially to help break up the mycelium. It's a good idea, but I think if you're banging around anything in there other than a stir bar spinning, you have a probability of cracking jars. This has happened to me before. I'm not, I'm not saying it's because of that. I do believe it's from, and here's some safety precautions, um, as far as, um, you know, when you're pressure cooking, when you take these things out of the pressure cooker, do not put them into a cold environment. Your glass, your glass will crack. It will break. This has happened to me before. Actually. Um, I was taking a jar out and, and somehow some way, like the water was on and it clipped the bottom of the jar and the jar exploded, fell down, but I was holding it from the top, exploded in my hand and melted all the skin off my hand. 
had to go to the, the VA and they had to help me out. Um, but anyways, so essentially, um, you're going to be taking that 700 milliliters of water, warm water with the stir bar in it on a stir plate. And this is just going to help to mix the solution into, um, essentially, you know, blend it in. It's not, it's not that it won't during the pressure cooking procedure, but it's just a good idea. I like to the same thing with my agar recipe. I like to mix it in as I'm going. So first you're going to take regular dextrose. This is like your typical stereotypical. You can go to Safeway, Vons, wherever you shop. And it's just regular white sugar. Okay. You're going to put one eighth of a cup of that dextrose and let it blend in. And this is like a simple carbohydrate. This is a simple sugar for your mycelium to start eating and growing in. Now, the second half of this, if you're making agar already, you're probably already using light malt extract. So for this recipe, on top of the one eighth cup of dextrose, you're going to be using a half of a teaspoon of light malt extract. Now with those two, you have a sufficient amount of nutritional value for your mycelium to thrive and grow in. And that's it. No peptides, no food coloring, none of that. Real simple. I talked about this with my agar uh, episode. I'm not putting food coloring in there. I don't even care if it's natural rose bangle. I don't, I don't care. I just, I don't want to create any enzymatic hurdles for the mycelium to have to, you know, basically adapt to every other time I'm, I'm doing this. I want it just to be straightforward. It's growing in a third dimensional environment in the liquid culture form. It's not growing on a two dimensional plane, like an, like an agar plate. It's, it has free range to grow wherever it wants to. And there's nothing stopping it except for how much nutrition is in there. Now there's enough nutrition in there for sure. It's going to take about, Oh, and, and let's talk about how to inject or how to, how to inoculate on the end of these tubes. Um, there are lure lock. There's, there's actually a stopper that you can crimp or what would you say? Like a crimp crimper clamp, something like that. Um, just below the tip of the, the medical tubing. Now this is to stop, you know, essentially there's a way to pull your syringes. We can talk about that maybe later, but, um, basically cutting off the, I guess the flow of, of the possible fluid that could be coming through the solution. And at the tip, there's a lure lock tip. So most of these syringes are lure lock. Uh, if you're not using lure lock, I suggest this, it makes it a lot easier. How I was doing this in the past is I, I was just putting an, uh, a filter. I was using micropore tape as a filter over one of the holes. I was using two layers, just enough for gas to get out. And then, um, I was using the other side of the, uh, the injection port, I was just putting a syringe tip in there and tilting the jar and pulling liquid culture that way. So that's very strenuous. I was basically just like essentially like re twisting, you know, most, most of the tips I've used in the past or most of the syringes have had lure locks and you, you know, turn and tighten in a lure lock syringe tip. So imagine doing that and then pulling every, you know, and then tightening every, it just, it gets really tiresome. It's really, it just bugs me. So to have the, the opposite side, the female side of the lure lock, and you're just turning and tightening a lure, you know, your lure lock syringe onto the tip of the actual medical grade 
tubing and then you're able to release the, the crimp and pull your 10 milliliters of solution and then close the crimp on, you know, untighten or loosen the lure lock and then cap it. Boom. That's, it's so simple. It's so easy. It's so nice. And again, if you guys want some visual representations of what I'm talking about, you can go to the, go to Patreon, go to my Patreon and see the um, video I'll be putting out. So ways of inoculation, you can definitely put a brand new syringe or a a pre-made syringe and push fluid back into that lure lock um, from the medical grade tubing. I did this recently and I learned something new. I'm always learning. I will say that I'm not perfect. I'm human and I'm still learning every day. Um, the, the actual solution didn't get all the way through cause I only put like something like a milliliter cause you don't need a lot. You only need just a tiny bit, a milliliter of the solution into that tubing. And, but it didn't go all the way through the tubing. So I had to go and get a brand new or a few new cause I did a couple jars. I did a brand new tube. I pulled some, you know, obviously filtered air from the, um, just in front of the flow hood and pushed air through to make sure that the rest of the fluid went into the jar. So that's one way. Don't suggest it. You can open up the top of that lid uh, in front of flow, of course, and you can throw in a very small, you know, the size of a pea or so uh, piece of agar. That's one way to inoculate it. I do find it does take a little longer when you do that liquid culture to liquid culture is super fast and proficient. The way I actually suggest now and how I'll be doing it in the future is because we have that self-healing injection port off to the right, just putting a new syringe tip on that, um, on that syringe and injecting it makes it super easy. And I know that all the solution was in there and not in the tubing itself. So that's that. So you're going to be pressure cooking, uh, by the way, this solution for 20 minutes And then what I like to do, what I usually do, unless I'm in a hurry, which generally I'm not, I will pressure cook and then just let the, let it sit in there. But the thing is, if it's warm, if it continues to be warm within the pressure cooker, as soon as that's, as soon as it's depressurized, it's probably a good idea to take it out. I'd like to put a little piece of foil over the lure lock um, end of it, just as a precautionary thing, just so I know that nothing else is like flying on, sitting on the tip that I'm going to be, you know, putting these lure locks to, but I like to take it out because as if it's warmer, that means the sugars within the solution are going to be caramelizing even more. Now the solution, when you, before you put it into the pressure cooker is going to be clear for the most part. Um, I've gotten a couple questions and actually just recently, uh, from a friend, Matt, he asked me if that was, if it was okay that the solution turned a little yellow, it's totally fine. It's just the caramelization of the sugars. And that's why I like to mix it to make sure that it's, you know, fully dissolved before there's just chunks of sugar in there essentially turning into caramel. But I'm telling you what, if I was a piece of mycelium, I would love to be swimming in sugar. So that's the recipe you guys. And that's my how to, and I hope that you get to utilize liquid culture in your future grows and experiments again for long-term storage you know, for testing purposes, throw it to an agar wedge. You can throw it into a liquid culture jar to re-inoculate and continue your process. 
You can throw it into a bag to inoculate your bag. There's a whole bunch of use cases. I think the long-term storage is probably my favorite. But anyways, guys, that's it for this episode. Welcome to season two of the Microtrophic Podcast. And again, I look forward to bringing you new content with guests, interviews, and a bunch of other golden nuggets that I'm sure are on the way. So thank you so much. Make sure to go check out the Patreon. We're at the moment 370 members deep. Wow, building quite the community. Thank you so much. And huge shout out to all my patrons. So much love. I appreciate you guys. Your support allows me to do what I do and to continue my research. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Also, you guys can follow me on Microtrophic Podcast on Instagram. And honestly, this is a long shot, but if anybody wants to throw uh, an appeal out for me for my uh, for my Instagram, for my main account that had the 17.5 thousand followers, it would be dope. Send me a message on Microtrophic Podcast if you think you can help me out or send me an appeal. I'll buy you lunch or something. I'll send you some some money on Venmo for a coffee or uh, or dinner with you and your your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today. Namaste. Have a good day. Don't contemplate. Meditate. And I will see you on the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Microtrophic Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed and then you'll join me for the next episode. So make sure to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. You'll have the chance of being featured on our next episode's first segment of Shoutouts and Reviews. You can also find me on Instagram at Microtrophic Podcast. You can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash microtrophic. Also, you can join a growing community of 300 plus like-minded individuals on my Patreon at patreon.com slash microtrophic for exclusive content, giveaways, and a community of new and experienced growers sharing growing technique, experience, and just having a sense of community, a safe environment to express yourself. And we're all doing this on our community Patreon Discord server. So until next time, namaste, have a good day, don't contemplate, meditate. See you on the next one.